Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Witches, Ghosts, and the Supernatural, from 1 Samuel chapter 28, verses 3 through 19. One of the most bizarre passages is also one of the most difficult to truly understand. It is a passage that produces more questions than it provides answers. It is a weird story of seances, witches, ghosts, demons, and the simpletons who are drawn into their trap. Christian, let God's word provide you with a warning that you will be well to heed. Here's Pastor Tim. That leads me quickly then to this one. Number three, don't be dazzled by all the glitter. Don't be dazzled by all the glitter. The Bible says that the spirits of demons are able to perform signs. It refers to them as lying wonders. In fact, the Bible says that Satan is able to work using, it says, power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. And listen to the why. That verse continues, it says, because... They did not receive the love of the truth. Everything that glitters is not gold. It's not. Just because you're dazzled doesn't mean that that thing that is glittering is real and genuine. You may think you have a diamond, and have a cubic zirconia all along. It'll fool you. It'll trick you. It'll sparkle. Make you not understand what's going on. If you do not receive the love of the truth, which is designed to shade your eyes from all of that, I wish you would have my perspective up here right now. Like this, I can't see not near none of you hardly. But when I do this, I can see all of you. We let that glitter, that shininess get in our eyes and it blinds us to the truth. Why? Because we've not received the love of the truth. We don't allow God's Word to be the umpire. We allow God's Word to call what is fair and what is foul. What is in and what is out. What is a ball and what is a strike. We think that we are capable of making those decisions all on our own. And so when we see those things that glitter and we're drawn to them, we begin to see things that aren't really there. We hear things that aren't really true. And we discover things that had simply been mysterious. I want you to notice what's happening here in our story. Saul asked her to conjure up Samuel the prophet. Now, I, I do think, it's my opinion, I think she's a fake. I think she's a snake oil saleswoman this whole time. I think she's done this so long to just try to dupe these willing people out of their money. But this time there's something different, isn't it? 
And she recognizes that there's something different. Instead of pretending to call somebody forth and then coming up with something for them to say, this time she sees something. She does call something supernatural up. And notice her reaction. She screams in fear because of it. Now, and I don't understand this part. She knows now that Saul is really Saul. But I want you to notice this part. She says, I saw a spirit. The Hebrew word for spirit is Elohim. You recognize that word? It's the word that's used in your Bible more often for God than any other word. She's saying, and it's plural. She says, I see gods ascending out of the earth. Is this God that's come forth? We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But think about this with me for a moment. The Bible not only uses that word Elohim to describe God, it also uses that same word to describe demons. In Deuteronomy chapter number 17, the Bible warns the Israelites against sacrificing to demons to Elohim. In fact, there's a comparable word in your New Testament where Paul warns us not to have fellowship with demons. So what is this witch seeing? I think she sees a demon. Ascending, she says, out of the earth. If that's the case, then no wonder she screamed. Now don't miss this. This is classic medium glitter. And it dazzles the people sitting at the table. You know, she can rattle the table while they got their hands sitting up on it. She can say, I've just seen something. And what's the question that's going to come? Well, what is it? That's Saul's question, isn't it? What is his form? What does he look like? And she said, I see an old man. I see an old man with a mantle. Well, then it's got to be Samuel. (laughs) I mean, how many other old men are there? How many other old men with mantles are there? Saul, the Bible says, don't miss this word. Saul perceived that it was Samuel. Doesn't say it was Samuel. It says he perceived it. Why did he perceive it? Because that's what he's looking for. Listen to me carefully, because you can do this not just with a witch, you can do this with your Bible. You can go to your Bible, you can go to your source, already having made up your mind what you want to hear and what you want it to say, and by golly, you'll find it that it says it just like that. If that's what you perceive, if that's what you want, you can find that truth wherever you think that it's coming from. Perceived is a sensation. And Saul has been sensationalized. I see something. And it's an old man. And he's got a man alone. Now, are we going to do business or not? We're going to do business. Because I assume that that's Samuel. 
Saul is being led away from the truth. Listen to this carefully. You may have a situation in your home or in your family, and you begin to pray over that. And it becomes days, and you're still praying over that. It becomes weeks. It becomes months. It becomes years. And still you don't feel like you have any direction from God. You've not seen Him work. You've not seen Him act. You become desperate. I don't have any answer from God. I'm going to go get an answer somewhere else. I'll go to Barnes & Noble. I'll go to Barnes & Noble. they got a whole self-help section. I'll find something I can help myself. I'll go to this card reader up here on uh, Veterans Parkway. I'll see what the cards say. I'll let, I'll let somebody peel my palm back and check that out. Then normally, you say, then normally I'm a skeptic on those things. But I need an answer. You would say if anybody asked that you were in search of truth and in search of answers. And you're not going to get either one. Here is the biggest problem of being dazzled. It makes you come away asking more questions than finding answers. When you go to a magic show, what's the question that you ask when you leave? How did he do that? Right? You read this passage, what do you ask? How did she do that? Right? There are more questions in here than there are answers. He says he's going for answers, but he's not getting any that he's really looking for. For example, I have a whole host of questions that I begin to think about. But basically, it comes down to what the answer is to these three questions. Is this really Samuel? Is this a demon pretending to be Samuel? Or if some in most recent years have begun to say, is this God coming up in this way and appearing to speak? Now if I say and I assume that this really is Samuel, this witch has conjured up Samuel and he has come up from the dead to speak. My question would be something like this. Doesn't what he say sound just like something Samuel would say? I mean, it sounds like him, doesn't it? It, it, it makes me want to ask, but, but after all those years of being God's mouthpiece, why would Samuel speak for God when he already knows that God refused to answer Saul in the first place? Why would he now step in front of God? And, and, and by the way, if God wants all the mediums and the spiritists to be driven out of the land, why would he then use a medium and give his choicest prophet to come back and speak? In my opinion, I don't think this is really Samuel, the prophet of God. So some have suggested that it is God Himself who's speaking. Well, then I want to ask these kind of questions. Why would God speak now at Saul's demand 
when he wouldn't speak to him previously. And, and would God refuse to speak to Saul through any of those proper means, but now speak to him through an improper, sinful means, one that he himself had condemned? I would ask this, mustn't, mustn't it be God to know that Saul and Jonathan and all those sons are going to be killed the next day? I mean, the demons wouldn't know that. Samuel wouldn't unless God revealed it to him. So it must be God, right? Because he, he accurately predicts the future. All right, with that in mind, listen to this verse. You may want to jot it down or it may be right there or jot it down in the margin of your Bible. It's 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. The description of the end of Saul's life. It says, So Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord, and also because he consulted a medium for guidance. But he did not inquire of the Lord, therefore God killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. Now here's the question. Would God kill Saul for the very thing that God himself arranged? Also, that verse said that Saul never inquired of the Lord. So would God give an answer to a man who refuses to even turn to him? Now, this is my opinion. But in my opinion, I don't think this is God. That leaves me then with this one final option. If this is a demon that is speaking and, and, and appearing as Samuel, speaking as Samuel, one of my questions would be, could a medium who is violating the stated principles of God have the authority to undo what God has said and raise the dead? Would, would God allow this woman to go to a place of the dead and retrieve one of his prophets? Does she really have the power to raise the dead? And if so, why didn't she go to the local cemetery and raise her family and her friends? I would have these questions. Can a demon take a human form? Can a demon speak in an understandable language? And even though a demon can know what has been done and what has been said in the past, he cannot know what will be done or what will be said in the future. And it does make me ask, how does he know that Saul will die the next day? Or can a demon lead a person to make such decisions that place them in a point of danger? This is dazzling. But just because it's glittering doesn't mean that it's gold. It leaves me and it leaves Saul with more questions than answers. All right, I got to hurry. Here we go. Don't be deceived by a goblin. Don't be deceived by a goblin. Don't be deceived by the devil or his demons or anything else. We already talked about how they can use lying wonders. 
They use satanic power to deceive people. The Bible says that Satan is a liar and he himself is the father of those lies. So he latches on to, he seizes upon our natural curiosities, then convinces us that such things are just harmless fun. I mean, if Walmart sells a Ouija board made by Hasbro of all people, can it really be that bad? I mean, the, the newspaper prints horoscopes. You can, you can have a daily horoscope sent to an app on your phone. Some, you know, I like to read those just to see that they're not true. Well, why in the world would you do that? Why would you read something to find out that it isn't true? Dabbling in the occult is dangerous. It's like quicksand. It's easy to get into. It's mighty hard to get out of especially when you slide down deeper and deeper and deeper. Satan offers quick and easy answers to life's most difficult and troubling questions through these kinds of means. He tells you just enough to get you intrigued that you might step one more step closer and be entrapped. That he might exert more and more control over you. Listen to this verse. I like it from this translation. The Bible says, Control yourselves and be careful. The devil is your enemy, and he goes around like a roaring lion looking for someone to attack and eat. Give me one more warning. One more don't be. Don't be destroyed. By being gullible. Don't be destroyed by being gullible. So, the news that Saul hears is, if you go into battle now, <laughs> your army's going to lose against the Philistines, and you and your sons are going to die. I mean, can the news get much worse than that? I mean, look, we didn't read all the way down through verse number 20, but look, look at that one for a minute. It says, he falls full length. To the ground. I mean, he is, he is more than just taken aback by what he has heard. Had this been a word from the Lord, what would have been God's purpose in revealing that to Saul? That Saul might leave his own plans and his own agenda? run to his father and say, I am sorry for acting outside of your will and being presumptuous. Forgive me and receive me. He would have gotten his own men to safety if he knew we're going to lose tomorrow. And lose doesn't mean live to fight another day. Lose means you're going to die today. And Saul stumbles his army into battle. They lose. His sons are killed. And then Saul ends up being so wounded that he falls on his own sword. He is gullible. And he is eating the dessert of that. Let me conclude with this one final word for you. I want you to see this verse. 
and I want you to be able to mark it. So turn, if you will, with me to Isaiah chapter number 6. Isaiah chapter number 6. I'm sorry, I just told you the wrong thing. It's Isaiah chapter number 8. The God of this age is at work. He is prowling about for someone to devour. Don't let that be you. Instead, look at this verse. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse number 19. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. You stick to the Word of God. Remember Jesus talking about the rich man who went to hell? The Bible says, Father Abraham, send back Lazarus, send back anybody. Send them back to my brothers so that they don't come to this horrible place. Abraham says, well, number one, there's a great gulf fixed and those who are here can't go there and those who are there can't come here. Secondly, If they will not believe the prophets, if they will not believe the word, they wouldn't believe even if somebody raised from the dead. Saul doesn't believe this because he believes it's Samuel. Saul believes this because he wants to believe. Don't let yourself be tricked. To the Word, to the testimony, he says. Get back to your Bible. You read your Bible. You study your Bible. You apply your Bible. You live it out. You love it up. And you learn it. And let God do His work through you. He's got more in store for you and for your good than Satan will ever have for you. Let's bow and pray. If you find yourself tempted to go anywhere other than God, I would encourage you right now to repent of that. Run to God and say, God, I am sorry. Receive His forgiveness. And hear and heed whatever it is that He has to say. He will never contradict His Word. He won't complicate His Word. He will not ask you to compromise His Word. If you need to give your heart to Jesus... Today's the day to do that. He's the one who deserves it, no one else. If you need to plant your life in our church, this is a place to be, to grow in that relationship with God. 
you need to come to the altar, if you need to come to me, I want you to talk to the Lord today. Inquire of Him. Okay? Father, we come to You because You're the only one who is the living, true God. We come to You because You alone have answers. We come to You because You're the only one who can bring about sustainable change. We come to You because we need You. We come to You because we love You. We come to You because we want a relationship with You that is real and that is personal. Father, I pray that You bless every person in this room as they attempt in these moments to draw near to You, that You would draw near to them and be close to them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand with here where you are. If you need to come, then come on. Show them. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Britt David Podcast. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.